to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. We are wrapping up the week here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio or on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. You can send feedback via the contact form on our website at I Love Old Time Radio.com or you can leave a voice message using the anchor.fm app. If you enjoyed this program, please take the time to rate and review us at review.iloveoldtimeradio.com. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday each day with a different theme. On Fridays, we hope to say the secret word on You Bent Your Life. This episode was originally aired November 15th, 1950. And George, what is the secret word? Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word tonight is table. T-A-B-L-E. Really? You bet your life. More than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers of America present Groucho Marx in You Bet Your Life, the comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood. And here he is, the one, the only... Groucho! That's me, Groucho Marx! Well, here I am again with $2,500 for one of our couples. Fanneman, who's supposed to try for it? We invited some Swiss war brides to the program tonight, and just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected Mr. and Mrs. Warren Oaks. And here they come now. Folks, come on over here and meet Groucho Marx. Welcome, children, for the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. And if you say the secret word while we're talking, you'll win $100 in cash. It's a common word, something you'll find around the house. Claire and uh, and Warren Oaks, is that right? That's right. Oh, you're a Swiss war bride? I am. You're a very pretty one, you're the groom, I presume. Mm, that's right. You're not quite as pretty, huh? <laughs> but you're, you're a fine, manly-looking fellow. Oh, huh? thank you. Where are you from, uh, Warren? I'm from the uh, Mile High City of Denver. Where? Denver, Colorado. Mm-hmm. What did you say before it was? The Mile High City. Ma- how do you know? Did you measure it? Then? Well, I, I was told. <laughs> oh, believe everything that you're told. Huh? <laughs> what, uh, what sort of work do you do, uh, Warren? Well, I'm in the advertising business for Acme Beer. Oh, is that so? Our oh. display department. Yes, I don't seem to remember a, a Swiss war. When was that, uh, Claire? You say you're a Swiss war bride. Switzerland hasn't had a war since 200 years. Is that so? Well, for a Swiss war bride, I must say you hold your age very well. <laughs> you don't look a day over 190. <laughs> Where are you all from? No, no, that's right. That silly goat in Switzerland. Where, where are you from? From the Welsher district. The what, sir? The Welsher district. Welsher district? Oh, that Sorry. sounds like it's in Wales. Huh? It's a part of Los Angeles. Oh. <laughs> oh, Wilshire, you mean. Huh? Well, that's practically in Switzerland. Huh? That's a very cute suburban accent you have. Is that uh, pure native Californian, uh, Claire? No. Must be a Swiss accent. Am I, am I getting warmer? No. 
Don't be so emphatic. <laughs> Stumble a little, huh? So I'll have company. What do you mean it isn't a Swiss accent? Why isn't it? I couldn't have a Swiss accent as we don't have any Swiss language. There is no Swiss language? No. Well, how do you how do you talk to each other? You just stand on a mountaintop and yodel across the <laughs> We have four languages, French, German, Italian, and Romance. What was the last one? Romance. Romance? That's right. Uh, which one do you speak, Claire? I speak French. Good. Well, how would you ask me for a kiss in French? I wouldn't ask you for a kiss. <laughs> throw on a charm here. Right? <laughs> You'll never suspect what I'm doing. Right? Why not? I don't think my husband would like it. I'm not interested in kissing your husband. <laughs> How would you ask him for a kiss in French? Don't want busy? He may be busy, but ask him anyhow. <laughs> Maybe you better leave your name at the front office, huh? Well, uh, could you tell us something about Switzerland? What is it noted for? It's scenery, watches, and cheese. Watches and cheese, huh? I suppose you watch the cheese through those little holes, eh? <laughs> you know, I, I've often wondered, Claire, why, why do they have those holes in cheese? Is that to get on the other side? No, that's another joke. Huh? <laughs> why do they have those holes in cheese? Why not? I say everything twice, so the first time, just ignore it, huh? <laughs> And if you're smart, you'll ignore it the second time, too. <laughs> now, why do they have those holes in cheese? That's the third time. I'm pretty sick of it myself. Now. Why not again? Why not again? Well, that's as good an answer as any. <laughs> why not? Why not have holes in everything? Why not have holes in donuts? They have them. They have holes in really? That, that's me. Too little and too late, huh? <laughs> I know they had holes in socks, but that's a, just a personal... Uh, now, when you, when you think of Switzerland, uh, Warren, uh, what comes to mind, first of all? Well, I think that above all is the beautiful scenery. Mm-hmm. What I, else uh, do you think of when you think uh, of Switzerland? Second, oh, I think, secondly, I think of the wonderful cleanliness of the country. Is that all that Switzerland means to you, Warren? Wasn't there something else in Switzerland that you'll never forget? Well, there were... Uh, there is something there that's the beautiful cows. <laughs> what was that? Beautiful cows. Beautiful cows, huh? They have big bells around their necks. They have bells around their necks. I'm afraid you're not very romantic. I I was thinking of Claire, but if you'd rather think of cows, I'll think of Claire. (laughs) Now, Claire, an American, when a girl wants to find herself a bow, she just goes to the nearest drive-in. How do you, how do you, how do the girls get a man in Switzerland? In Switzerland, we have clubs. Well, that sounds effective. Just pick out the sucker you want and swat him with a club, huh? No, I don't... What do you mean? What kind of clubs? I don't mean that. We have social clubs for well, sports. For sports? That's right. Well, you're saying the same thing over again in different ways. That's all, right? Now, it's just one more thing, uh, Claire. All Swiss are traditionally good yodelers. Can, can you yodel? No, I can't. You can't? Would, can you sing any kind of Swiss songs? That, uh... Oh, I could sing your... Well, sweet uh, nursery rhyme. I, I'd like that. Yeah, I'd like that. Ainsi font, 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 les petites marionnettes. Ainsi font, font, 
font trois petites tours et puis s'en vont. That's very sweet, isn't it? Huh? And now if you put a diaper on me, I'll go to bed. Huh? That was really very pretty, Claire, and uh, that song sounded almost as sweet as you look. Now, in just one minute, you're going to play your bet your life for a chance of $2,500. Now, right now, I want you to pay close attention to Fenneman. We all get a real feeling of pride in the car that we've bought for our family's use and enjoyment. And believe me... The DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America are just as proud of the two fine cars that they make available to the public. DeSoto is a stunning car to look at, a most comfortable car to drive. It's a car that's been engineered to bring the American motorist the best of everything. For example, take DeSoto's brakes. No car in the country has bigger. This means they stop you quickly at high speed, and they stop you with little effort because they respond to the slightest of pressure on the pedal. DeSoto also has a special new parking brake, completely independent of the wheel brakes, another safety feature found in very few other cars. And remember, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth. So look for those two great names linked together. DeSoto, Plymouth. Now, let's see if you two will get a chance at the $2,500. Fenneman, explain the rules. Each of our three couples has $20. They each bet as much of that 20 as they want on each of four questions. And the couple that earns the most money gets a chance at the $2,500 DeSoto Plymouth question at the end of the show. You see, our other two couples are in a waiting room off stage, so they don't know what's happening out here. All right, now, here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected foreign monetary units as your category. Here's your price question. How much of the 20 will you risk? Ten. Ten. All right, what is the monetary unit of Mexico? Pesos. Peso is right. And they're off to a good start, Groucho. They have $30. You're off to a flying start. Remember, you're going for $2,500. How much of the $30 will you bet? 25 20 25 20 Okay. <laughs> I know who's the boss in that outfit, huh? <laughs> what is the monetary unit of Italy? The lira. The lira! You think you're really climbing now, you have $50. Yes, they have $50. That's King Lira. Now, here's your third question. How much will you bet? Forty. Now, what is the monetary unit of Russia? The ruble. The ruble is right. Oh, they're really on their way now. They have $90. All right, you got $90, and here's your last chance to beat the other couples. How much of the 90 are you going to go for? Pretty dramatic, huh? Well, should we go for 80? Mm-hmm. Or 90. The 90. 90. The whole thing. Mm-hmm. Oh. What is the monetary unit of England? The shilling. Or the pound. Pound. Which is it now? Pound. pound. The pound is right. And they wind up with a grand total of $180. Thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Groucho, the uh, secret word is... Just call me Mr. Marks, if you don't mind. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Marks, the secret word is... Call me Groucho. (laughs) 
Mr. Groucho, the... the <laughs> oh, call me Mr. Mark. The secret call me word... Charlie. I'm sick of both. <laughs> Harpo, the secret word is... Te- <laughs> now I can't talk. Oh, God. Say, what's the matter? You're not calling me Chico, huh? It's table. Chico is a table? <laughs> What kind of nonsense is this, huh? Well, I was trying Stick to... Take me your business, pal. All right, I'm I will. I'm getting paid here for being funny. <laughs> it's right, right down here. Uh, we invited some home economics teachers to the program tonight, and just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected Miss Rosabelle Murchison. Her partner is a typical husband from the audience, Mr. Robert Farnham. Folks, come on over here and meet Groucho Marx. Welcome to your Bet Your Life. And if you say the DeSoto Plymouth secret word, you'll divide $100 in cash. It's a common word, something you'll find around the house. Mrs. Rosabelle Murchison, is that right? That's correct. You're, you're married, Rosabelle, then? Yes, I am. Unfortunate. What does your husband do for a living? He's an attorney. Uh, even more unfortunate. <laughs> a home economics teacher and a typical husband, eh? Robert Farnham? That's me. You're the, you're the typical husband, eh, Robert? Yes. Yeah. I guess so. You guess so, eh? Huh? Typical husband, all right. No mind of his own, <laughs> Where are you from, Bob? New York City. New York City, huh? How long have you been married, uh, Bob? 17 years. 17 years, huh? How'd you meet your wife, or vice versa? Well, uh, I was a policeman out in Coney Island, and I jumped over the boardwalk and went out into the water in full uniform and saved this boy. I brought him out of the water and came back to the beach, and the next thing I knew, I was knocked down. And there was this girl slapping kisses at me and... What do you mean, slapping your kisser? I don't understand. Just that. telling me how grateful she was and oh, for saving was... her brother oh. and uh, what she couldn't do enough for me. And here I was in a wet uniform. She knocked me down in the sand and the sand was in my pockets and in my shoes and clung to me. And then they invited me home and, and they started feeding me goulash and pressing my pants and washing my shoes. And... Did you have the pants on when they pressed them or... <laughs> No, I had them off. I was standing behind the curtain, and they fixed me up okay. And did, uh, how did the uniform turn out? Pretty good? No, it didn't turn out pretty good. I what, what'd you do? Out. You quit the force after that? Oh, no. I'm still in the police department. You, you're still in the police department? Out here locally? You know? Still on no, Coney Island? Huh? I'm out here on a vacation. Oh. 30 days vacation. I see. Once you get 30 days, as a rule, it's not a vacation. <laughs> well, now, do you go down the boardwalk here and jump over it occasionally, or do you wait to get back to Coney Island? Uh, I'll wait till I go back to Coney Island. You came out alone? No, with my wife. Oh, your wife, oh, you're here. You didn't come on a pleasure trip. Now, your husband is a... <laughs> and, uh, your husband is a lucky man. He's married to a cooking teacher, is that right? Yes. That's right. Does he crab about your cooking, or does he eat everything with relish? Yeah. He eats everything I cook with relish. Well, if you have to eat everything with relish, your cooking can't be very good. <laughs> Now, how do you go about teaching your pupils to cook, uh, Rosabelle? What's the first thing you do? Well, the first thing that we do in the laboratory is acquaint them with all the utensils, such as the casserole, the double boiler, the frying pan, the spatula. You forgot the most important thing. What about the can opener? <laughs> all right, now I'm familiar with everything in the kitchen except the cook. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty familiar with her, too. But uh... <laughs> Besides cooking, what do you teach your students, or is that enough? Oh, how to use the salad fork and the cocktail fork, for instance, which one is which, and so forth. Bob, what is the difference between a cocktail fork and a... the other kind, huh? Well, uh, Salad uh, fork, huh? Salad fork you eat your salad with. 
Well, that's logical. And you drink your cocktails with a cocktail cork, eh? Besides that, the three cocktails, who cares? <laughs> Bob, suppose you went to a big formal dinner. How, how, how could he be sure he's using the uh, right fork, Rosabelle? How could Bob be sure? Well, he should watch the hostess and use the same one she does. <laughs> well, I have nothing against the hostess, but if I must use the same fork, I'd want it washed first. Then. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want the hostess washed. I just want the fork washed. I don't know whether they heard that. I don't want the hostess watch. I just want the fork watch. I guess they heard it, huh? Well, Bob, you're going to be a social flop. Now, let's see how you two will make out in the battle for the $2,500. You've got to work together as a team and run your $20 no more than our other couple. Can't tell you how much our first couple won, but Fenneman's going to remind our listeners. The Swiss war bride and her husband won $180. Here we go. Let's see how, let's see how high you can build your 20 bucks. You selected food and drink. How much are you going to bet at the $20? $10. Get the whole thing. Well, let's make it ten. Okay. Now here's your first question. You're going to bet ten dollars. Uh, what is the main ingredient of Welsh rabbit? Cheese, and it may either be milk or beer. You don't have to go any further. Cheese is fine, huh? And you're off to a great start. You have thirty dollars now. Remember, you're going for two thousand five hundred dollars. How much of the thirty dollars will you bet? Twenty. Twenty dollars. What kind of liquor is used in crepe Suzette? Brandy. Brandy is right. <laughs> now you folks have $50. Here's your third question. How much of the 50 are you going to try? Forty. Forty. $40. All right. What fruit is used in a Waldorf salad? Apples. Apples is right. They're climbing now. They have $90. You got $90, huh? Is, you're going to bet $80. Huh? You're really giddy, aren't you? Here's your last chance to beat the other couples. Now, uh, what is the main ingredient of catsup? Tomatoes. Tomatoes is right. And the round of the grand total is $170. Thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Thank you and goodbye, Bob. And take good care of your uniform. Well, Groucho, I guess we still know that the secret word is table. Uh-huh. Uh, just before we went on the air, we went searching through our audience tonight for people with unusual occupations. And here come the two who were chosen to be on the program, Miss Margie Dean and the Sideburn Kid. Come on over here, folks, and meet Groucho Marx. Welcome for the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. And if you say the secret word, you'll spend $100 in cash. It's a common word, something you'll find around the house. Miss uh, Margie Dean, eh? That's your name. And uh, the Sideburn... Boy, I hadn't seen you before. Huh? How long have you been out here? Sideburn kid, huh? Yeah. All right, Sideburn, come out from one of those bushes. I, I see you. What's your real name? The Sideburn Kid. I mean your real name. Well, everyone calls me the Sideburn Kid. You're lucky. You should hear what everybody calls me. Huh? <laughs> I'm not through with you, Gabby. I can still see you through a haze there, but I'll be back to you in a minute. Huh? Margie Dean, huh? Well, where are you from, Marge? I was born in Boise, Idaho, but I've been in California since I was five. Since you were five? Mm -hmm. You remember Boise at all? No, I don't. Do you have any little Boise or girls? Or... No, sir, I no. don't have. Mm -hmm. Are you married? No. <laughs> I'm relieved by that answer. <laughs> now, Margie, Fenneman says you have an unusual occupation. Uh, just what is it? I teach uh, parrots to talk. You teach parrots to talk? Yes. Is that, could you teach the sideburn kid uh, how to say his name? <laughs> I certainly could. 
That's a peculiar occupation. How did you ever get into that kind of a job? Well, I had the, the bird given to me as a Some, gift. Somebody gave you the bird? Uh-huh. And what, what is his name? Fibber. Is Fibber a boy parrot or a girl parrot? I don't know. Does Fibber talk? Very much so. Mm-hmm. Why don't you ask Fibber what is... Uh... On the other hand, it's probably not important. <laughs> not important, except to another parrot. <laughs> Mr., uh, what did you say your name was? The Sideburn Kid. <laughs> You're the same fellow who was here a minute ago, right? Eh? <laughs> so? What does your wife call you? Well, she calls me just about what every wife calls her husband, and a lot of nice names when she wants a lot of nice things, you know. Like what? Honey, sweetheart, darling, and, uh, well, it just continues on, you know. I guess so. <laughs> How to be in England now that June is here? <laughs> I don't know what I do over there. With a pound at a dollar ninety now. Uh, what does the draft board call you? They don't. I got six kids. <laughs> well, you're more valuable to the army by being a civilian. <laughs> Well, I'll, I'll, uh, kid, I'll just call you kid, huh? That's all right. From your, from your cowboy hat and cowboy pants and cowboy boots, I, I imagine you're a streetcar motorman. Is that right? <laughs> no. Uh, ser- seriously, what is, what is your profession? Huh? No, I twirl the ropes and I'm a bullwhipper. A bullwhipper? Isn't yeah. that against the law, whipping bulls? No, 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 I don't whip bulls. I, I, uh, I take my rope and use it to cut objects from people's hand. Wouldn't use it to do tricks. And oh. use my rope to do tricks. I see. Could you teach me? Uh... Yeah, I can teach you. How? Well, you take the end of the rope in your right hand. Never mind. I was at the end of a rope once, and <laughs> I'll be hanged if I'm going to go through that. Huh? <laughs> Margie, let's talk about your parrots. Uh, what kind do you train? Mexican yellowheads. Mexican yellowheads? Why, why that particular breed? Well, they're very colorful, and they're very intelligent, and they're very lovable and affectionate. Well, in what, what way are they intelligent? I mean, well, what they, for example, uh, what do they do? For instance, in the evening, uh, they'll be in the room just chattering away, uh-huh. carrying on wonderful conversations, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll go over and turn on the television, and believe me, they just are quiet immediately, and they don't utter a sound until the television set is turned off. The parrots they're watch the television? the television. And you say they're intelligent? <laughs> Now, uh, uh, Sideburn, what did you say your real name was? The Sideburn Kid. I'll just call you old Ironsides, huh? <laughs> Why are you called the Sideburn Kid? Well, I'm called a Sideburn Kid because I grow the sideburns. I didn't think it was because you wore shin plasters, huh? <laughs> Why did you grow the sideburns? It makes me look older because when I was young, I looked too young and everybody called me a kid, so by having these whiskers, why, I passed for an age that I wanted to be a man then. I see. Well, wouldn't it have been simpler to grow a mustache? Well, everybody wears those. That's kind of common, I thought. <laughs> In other words, you wanted to attract attention, is that it? Of course you could attract attention just by drilling a hole in your head and planting petunias. Well... Eh? <laughs> 
<laughs> I never thought of that. <laughs> well, you're a couple of good sports, and if I ever need a parrot with sideburns, I'll call on both of you. Huh? Now, you're going to play your bet your life. You beat our other two couples, and you'll get a chance at the $2,500 DeSoto Plymouth question. I can't tell you how much our other couples won, but Fenneman's off stage to remind our listeners. The Swiss war bride and her husband are still ahead with $180. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected the young of animals and birds. Is that right? Right. You have $20. Here's your first question. How much will you bet? Well, let's see. No, we won't bet at all. You didn't have anything when I came in here. <laughs> let's go 50-50. Let's bet $10. Okay, Tiger. <laughs> Here's your first question $10 What is a young lion called? A lioness <laughs> One answer between you now Decide on one answer between you Talk it over with him huh? Okay A cub A cub is right huh? <laughs> Well they're on the way They have $30 We're finishing last place In the National League Now remember you're going For $2,500 tonight How much is the 30 You're going to go for? 25 Twenty-five. What is a young goose called? A young goose. Not a duckling. Come on, kids. Young goose. What is it called? Time is a wasting, eh? What is it? Young goose. Duckling. Oh, I don't know. Can't get it. Goose. I'm sorry. It's a gosling. I think you own it. They have five dollars now. That's a shame. I'm terribly sorry, but five dollars, huh? That's life. It's also five dollars. Here's your third question. What is a young horse called? A colt. A colt is right. <laughs> well, you're climbing again. Oh, you have climbing. You've got ten dollars now. And here's your last chance to beat the other couples. How much of the ten will you go for? What have we got to lose? Just as well get it all. All right, all of it. What is a young cow called? Calf. A calf is right. And they wind up with twenty dollars. And that means that the Swiss war bride and her husband, with one hundred eighty dollars, get the chance at the DeSoto Plymouth. $2,500 question. Nobody wants fast service for his car unless he's also assured that the best work will be done. Speed isn't that important. But at a DeSoto Plymouth dealer's, wherever you live, wherever you drive, you can count on fast service as well as expert service. And here's the reason. In the first place, the mechanics who do the work at a DeSoto Plymouth dealer's are trained in the latest factory service techniques. They know the best ways of servicing a car from bumper to bumper. And these expert mechanics get regular monthly training in factory methods, which keeps their skills up to date. Then there's the equipment the service crew in a DeSoto Plymouth shop has to work with. It's the very finest, the most modern that money can buy. So naturally, skilled men working on a job with the best equipment available service your car better and get it back to you sooner. That's what fast service means wherever you see the sign of a DeSoto Plymouth dealer. And here comes the Swiss war bride and her husband, all set for the $2,500 DeSoto Plymouth question. Good luck to you. Here we go. All right. We go for $2,500. I'll give you 15 seconds to decide on a single answer between you, so think carefully, and please no help from the audience. Here it is. In the 1800s, 
Millions of cattle were driven to market over a famous trail that went from Texas to Abilene, Kansas. What is the name of this historic trail known in song and story? What is the answer you two have decided upon? The Santa Fe Trail? No, no, I, I'm sorry. It's the Chisholm Trail. I'm sorry. That's the correct answer. So that means the big question next week will be worth $3,000. Well, you lost the big money, but you won how much? $180 in the $180 quiz. $180 in the quiz. Congratulations and thanks to both of you and to all of our other contestants. Good night. Thank you. Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday night at this time for the Groucho Marx Show, when the big question will be worth $3,000. And don't miss Groucho's television show, also presented by the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. And remember, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth, two great cars, both products of the Chrysler Corporation. And when you drive in, tell them Groucho sent you. Good night, folks, and remember... Just be sure to see your DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Folks, here's a reminder from the National Safety Council. Keep your wits and windshield clear. You bet your life. Transcribed from Hollywood is produced by John Goodell. Directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith. Music by Jerry Fielding. This is George Fenneman signing off for the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast. Listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. Some great interactions between Groucho and Fennerman in this one. Some big money for next week's show as well. Three thousand dollars. And that's gonna conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music. Stitcher, Spotify, and on our host, Anchor.fm. You can listen to us on your Alexa device through TuneIn or iHeartRadio. For a full list, visit our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com and find the best location that suits you. Like us on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio. Follow us on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. Comments and questions can be directed to our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com or leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com or by joining our Vintage Radio Club and get an extra episode a week. And speaking of the Vintage Club members, this weekend it's a melodramatic farce about two groups of jewel thieves who are each posing as a wealthy family in order to rob the other. It's from the Lux Radio Theater, and it's called cheating cheaters 
The Shadow returns on Monday, and Groucho will be back next Friday for some more You Bet Your Life. For I Love Old Time Radio.com, this is Virtual Finney signing off.